Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. Welcome to the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate fine motor and functional life skills. Sorry about yesterday, didn't get around to it, but we're sending out today in the afternoon and then God willing we'll be back for weeknights Monday to Thursday. God willing we try to keep it around 10 minutes or less. So we're talking some practical help. We talked OT's role. There's a few more that we'll come back to, God willing, in the future. And we're going to talk some tips, some practical help tips from the school-based therapy idea. But I also wanted to share, every now and again, I like to share different items that I use from my shelves, things that are in my office and things that are lying around our house. So things that are nice and practical items to use that I'm really a big fan of. Of course, I told you guys that I love to use stickers and the squishies for different times. Every time I have a student, I like to give it out to them. If they do a good job, it's really a good motivator. It's S-Q-U-I-S-H-I-E-S, squishies. They're like little tiny sensory toys that are able to be squeezed and held in the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger, which are the fingers we really want them to use anyway. They're adorable. They're glow-in-the-dark ones, and they really shouldn't get wet. They shouldn't get pulled. They shouldn't be ripped. And stickers, of course, are great motivators in general. Play-Doh, of course, is wonderful. We have a whole episode about Play-Doh. Legos are wonderful. We have a whole episode of Legos. I got the chalk and the crayons. Of course, I break them in half if we need the grip to be worked on. We have the mini pencils, the golf pencils. We have mini markers called Pipsqueak markers made by Crayola. They're adorable. Dry erase markers, dry erase eraser. And when it comes to games and stuff, we'll talk about that in a second, but the construction paper is great. I love the handwriting without tear, double-line adapted paper. You type into double. You type into Amazon the paper, handwriting without tears paper. It's a little expensive, but it's fantastic. It looks like college rule paper, but if you look closely, it's different. It gives you two lines at a time. It's even smaller than the real lines, and it gets the kids to write in those small lines to really work on the size and line regard of their letters and spacing between words. Also, tons of games we like to do. They all have fine motor components. We get them to use the right fingers for them. And a lot of times, of course, I get them to write the directions to the game and then we'll play the game or we'll write about the game. A lot of the goals, especially in gen ed, for kids are writing goals. We want them to write with the proper size, with the proper form, with the proper space on the lines. We want them to write two to three word sentences, depending on the age, could be four to five word sentences, two to three sentences, four to five sentences. A lot of times I'll write on the board itself for them to copy. But any game can be used as long as we incorporate the writing elements and if there's cutting, or classroom tools involved. We'll do that also to cut and paste if we have to type. We could do that also, and we could incorporate if they have ADL goals, IDL goals, to make it into a fun thing. So lying around the house, games I have are like Monopoly and Risk and Mancala, and uh, I can't even remember all the other games, but when we look in the, when we think about the ones lying around the office, there's like Guess Who and Jenga and Battleship, chess checkers, and I have all the miniature versions because not only are they cheaper, but they have smaller pieces forcing the kids to use those pincer grasp of the thumb and the pointer and the tripod grasp of the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger. We also have Rummy Cuban, Trouble, and can't even remember all of them, but there's Monopoly, Connect Four, there's Spirograph, which I loved as a kid. You have to write and make different designs with these different plastic pieces and little pens and pencils. They're Hungry Hippos. All really great games, and Where's Waldo is a fantastic game for the fine, for the visual motor, visual discrimination, the figure ground, where you try to get them to find one object as opposed to the others. Like when you open your silverware drawer, if it's all a mishka bobble, you want to find the spoon versus the forks and the knives in the background. It's sometimes hard to find that. Waldo 
don't know if you did it as a kid. I did. It's a very difficult to find the characters. Waldo and Oddlaw, his enemy, and the wizard, the great wizard, and Wolf, his dog, which is, you can only even see the tail, and Wenda, his friend, along with the different objects that are there. It's very difficult to find them at times, but really, really great game. What I did this week was I wrote down the different characters, and that incorporates the goal, especially copying from the board for a couple of my kids, and then we would find the characters. So we get the goal and have them play at the same time. The main guy is Waldo. The wizard has a white beard. Woof is Waldo's dog. Wenda is Waldo's friend. Aldo is the bad guy. So you have five sentences to work on far point copying from the board. If I wrote it next to them, that would be near point copying next to a paper. And voila, they're able to play Where's Waldo, and we can incorporate the goal. Mad Libs also is a fantastic tool. I actually read the backstory about it the other day. Really interesting. Very cool. They're like real comedic writers, and they made this game. And I'll very much adapt the game. Sometimes I'll grade it up, sometimes I'll grade it down, depending on how hard the game is. But Mad Libs could be difficult for kids, but I'll, I'll move the Mad Libs towards them and have them write in, and then we'll read it back, and it's usually hilarious, the words that they think of. Because sometimes it's too hard for the kids to re- figure out or realize what different words are being asked. The Play-Doh, of course, is fantastic. We're getting new Play-Doh. It, it does not last very long. Already halfway through the year, we need to replace it. Play-Doh tools are really good. And, of course, we have the uh, paper clips. Sometimes I do with the kids. We make designs. And, and then the, the color pencils are fantastic. And they have paint markers. Wiki sticks are really, really great. We've talked about it before. There's a whole episode about that. And there are also like wiki stick paint markers. They're like the size of glue sticks. Of course, we have the glue sticks also and the glue. Also, we have Jenga Bananagrams, and we play Anagrams with that. And we also have the Boggle, all great games that I adapt depending on the age of the kid. We have the regular marble notebooks and the construction paper. Again, the adaptive paper. Then we have handwriting without tears. Wonderful, wonderful. We have their wooden blocks to help make the shapes. For letters, especially the kids who are working on writing the alphabet and the laminated paper that they put the blocks on to form the letters and then they write the letters. For me, we have the 12-piece puzzles for the kids that are working on that. We have a Paw Patrol box of the 24 and 48-piece puzzles, trying to remember everything in the shelves that we have. Then there's also beads and um, beads on a string, very good for lacing and helping them tie shoes. We have a shoe model like uh, Melissa and Doug version, and then I would have them practice on their own shoes. They, we have like a cube of ADL skills. One side has like laces, one side has buttons and zippers. And then we have like the pattern blocks, which is very cool, and then I make it into a game for them. They have to make the pattern, and then they write down a sentence using what the pattern was. So if it's a pattern of like an animal, like a dog they have to make, they have to write a sentence about the dog, and then hopefully we get the four to five sentences that we're working on in the goal. And then there's a Pattern Blocks Junior I use for the younger kids. They have adorable pictures. Of course, I got the cheaper version on Amazon versus from like China or whatever. But all these different objects you can find and you get the cheaper version on Amazon. And the wiki sticks, again, are fantastic. Hopefully, I covered most of the stuff that you find on my shelves. We also have the, in general, we have the, the, um, the little paper, the post-it notes, excuse me that I use also sometimes, and then we have trains for the kids to play with, and sometimes we'll just do different fun cut-and-paste tasks. I'll find through images, you know, looking for the first grade or the kindergarten, second, third grade, different writing tasks or different types of tasks for the kids to use. Just wanted to share, oh, and then there are also popsicle sticks. I just found these amazing popsicle sticks that are like uh, anti-dirtying, you know, because I give the popsicle sticks to the kids to help them with the spacing of their words. And they get very, very dirty, but we can make different things out of them. I, we just found a flip and stick game the other day. I found this really cool 
thing from your therapy source they sent it where basically you flip a coin and if it's heads or tails you fill it in you can use different objects to fill in the game so I had the kids write the directions to get the writing in then we played the game but I changed the game from the coin which I found too hard to a popsicle stick and we flipped the stick and I wrote tails on one side heads on the others heads you get to fill in two circles tails you fill in one circle whoever gets to the end first wins it was a great game we used the popsicle stick for that also don't forget the Stanley Guppy scissors are my favorite, and then I also found a safety scissors for my own kids for like two, three, four-year-olds. There are also blocks that people use manipulatives for math, but just some different items, different ideas, different things we like to use. Hopefully these items you could get for your own kids, you could get for your friends, you could get for your classroom, depending on who's listening. And those are just some items, and we'll keep talking, hopefully, God willing, some practical help along with some therapy tips, especially in the classroom and the home from the School-Based Therapy Outlook here on OT Talk with Mr. T. Hope you like the new intro and keep it coming. Spread word about the show, and hopefully we'll see you next time and talk to you next time here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.